0: Why do you think men don't prefer it as much?
1: That's so interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I wonder if it's that men are...
0: Because they run the show in most of corporate America?
1: <laughs> I mean, let's
0: be real, right?
1: We're not scared to face adversity. Yeah, like, please push back. I'd we love have to, to hear. to expose these things. And... If you've
0: left a comment on Shake's Instagram, I'd love to hear from you.
1: For me, 100 times out of 100, I follow my financial dreams and
0: that I- <laughs> you're gonna say you're like i follow oh, my heart no I, is it too late to cancel this wedding stop <laughs> so overwhelmed welcome back everybody this is episode six of the unsettled podcast uh, we are so excited that you are tuning in once again. I am here in Atlanta where it is freezing. And Jess, how is it in California?
1: A? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's beautiful here, 75 degrees. We've been enjoying the pool. So we get up this morning and we're all excited to jump in there, and there's a dead bunny floating at the top of the pool. So no. God bless. God bless Ben. He took care of that. How? But- the skimmer. With the skimmer. I think. I just, no. I ran inside. I can't handle it. We love a our bunnies. We I wonder bunnies if it drowned or if. I wonder if a coyote was chasing it, which makes me really sad. That makes me
0: sad too. Poor bunny. Thoughts but, and prayers.
1: Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> we love our bunnies. I'm like, can we just bring all the bunnies inside?
0: But aside from that, everything is peachy keen up there in California. looks beautiful.
1: Everything's good. We ended up making Christmas cookies this morning. So yeah. And <laughs> wait, the and so tell Ma- everyone March.
0: where you found Christmas cookies in March.
1: Well, we don't throw anything away around here. So we brought them from the old house and, um, Ben's little girl, <laughs> this Ben's little girl found them in the, in the cabinet this morning. I think it's like the only sugar we have in the house at this point. So she's like, I'm making these. My kind of girl you, go, girl. you go, girl. My
0: kind of girl. Expired They're or so not? fun. We're making these cookies. <laughs> All right. And her
1: brother is like shooting her with a nerf gun while she's like running around the kitchen. So it's so fun. What
0: an exciting kids' Sunday. perspective, I'll tell you. One hundred percent. So today we're going to talk about the Love Is Blind reunion from my perspective. Jessica still hasn't watched it. We're going to talk about what happens when the cameras leave these castmates. When they leave you immediately after filming wraps, what happens? We're going to talk about a hot topic that has been trending for the past couple of days, Kim Kardashian's comments on work. And we're going to talk about a really interesting article that I found. Women and people of color prefer to work from home. That's kind of what the pandemic has revealed. All right, so let's just jump right in. I mean, I did watch the Love is Blind reunion. It was incredibly heavy Um, it left me feeling kind of bad about, I don't know if it was like bad about myself, but just bad in general. I just felt like, you know, when you watch TV and you're just like, Oh, that was so funny and like so interesting and whatever you leave feeling kind of like uplifted or at least satisfied. I felt very like, yuck. I felt like it was everyone against one. And I felt like it was, um, it was just heavy. And you know what? I think Netflix did not do a good job of kind of delving into some topics that people wanted to hear about. I'm actually going to read a comment that I I saw on Instagram, but I just thought it was like Mm -hmm. everyone against one. And apparently I was reading some articles and apparently all of the cast members really do not like shake. They've all unfollowed him on Mm -hmm. Instagram. They've kicked him out of their group chat. They Mm -hmm. really don't like him. And I thought that was fascinating. I will say he came to the reunion guns blazing Um, like right from the get go, they started filming and he was ready. Like, I don't know if someone like prepared him for this or like what he was thinking, but I don't know. You can speak a little bit to kind of going into the reunion when, you know, the public is kind of Mm -hmm. against you. Like, did you prepare like, or what? I think we talked about this a little bit before, but
1: Mm -hmm. we talked about it a little bit before. And I was so unstable mentally that I had one plan and that was just to go in and get through it. And, Um, somehow I, I did that somewhat unscathed. The thing I love about the reunion is it's the most unedited thing of the entire series because everyone's in the same room. It's really hard to edit things to look a different way than they really were. Um, but I'm really sorry to hear that. It was my perception from seeing the clips that I saw that that's exactly what was going to happen. And um, it's too bad. I actually had gotten a DM from someone saying, hey, you should really watch the reunion because it was very women's power. It seemed like the cast was very united. And I thought, oh, well, that would be really nice to see. But it sounds like it was more of the latter.
0: I think it was I I wouldn't say it was women's empowerment. I mean, I think it was the girls (laughs) are friends. I mean, you know what I mean? And and that's kind of where it was, Uh I think. um, I think uh, Kyle, is that who was engaged to Shayna? Yes. I think he just wanted a moment like, and I think a lot of people online thought this too. He just kept, he wouldn't take her apology. Like he was just like, okay, well, um, you shouldn't have said yes. She's like, sorry, I shouldn't have. He's like, well, like he just kind of wanted was, to keep dragging it out. And yeah, it was like, dude, of it's the
1: victim at it. No
0: kidding. You know, and it was, I don't even think, and
1: run and no kidding. On, I think
0: Sh- Shannon came off great. Like, but I, I think all the women came off great. You know what I mean? I, yes. um, I think so too you know, it's, it was just like an interesting reunion. I'm, I'm surprised Netflix let some of those comments shake made air because he called everyone fake. He said everyone was on the show for clout. And I mean, we've seen some of those comments on social media, but you know,
1: look, I'll be the first to say, it's really hard to see these folks who you count as friends transition into D list public figures. Um, and the way that they transition into that it's, it's difficult and and you're also a part of it, right? Like I'm not counting myself out from that. All of a sudden there's all these eyes on you and it becomes all about optics and it's something that you're not used to experiencing. So sometimes the genuineness of people, um, can disintegrate a bit, you know? So I get his frustration there.
0: Yeah. And especially if they're all kind of like kicking you out of the group, I will say like, if he was talking That's crap, tough. then, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't He's, want him in my group chat either. Like, I am not saying this kid's an angel at all, but yeah. you know, he kind of has his own truth to speak, whatever that is. If if his truth is being a jerk, then that's what it is. And mm-hmm. you can't make people respond the way you want them to respond to situations in life. And I went on his Instagram, and the comments that this kid is getting, they are so vile. I mean, it's. I I, would, I feel like it's worse than. Anything that he said on the show.
1: I agree. And I think he's putting up a wall. He
0: is. And
1: it's his ego. He's, oh, I'm okay with this. And you all are idiots and ants, And um, you can't imagine the amount of emotional duress this person is under. So, you know, all the hate that he's spewing and everything like that.
2: You
1: like can't a defense take mechanism. You have to know this person is now being under put under a microscope and the world is just beating him down, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, the comments are like, you're not even cute, you're ugly, like you're, and I'm like, okay, well, but you guys were upset when he didn't find somebody attractive on the show, so like, how is that? Right? Is that your way of like, defending her honor, like somebody who doesn't know you, no offense, like, I am well aware that the kid's a jerk, but I've met many a Mm -hmm. jerks in my life, I'm not going to go on their Instagrams and comment.
1: Right, it's just everyone now feels like they're part of something, you know, they all found out that he's... A, a huge jerk so they can go be a part of something by piling on and it's scary honestly and i'm just not gonna participate
0: but you know what people listening might have a, a different point of view on this right so please push back and let us know if you think that we're wrong here we're not you know getting the nail on the head or whatever um that's kind of just my perspective as an outsider watching like yeah you know he made me mad on the show too but i just like what drives people to go to his mom's instagram page and like say hateful oh, things sweet
1: mommy yeah, I mean, oh, what drives people to stop. do that? At what
0: point were you, are you like, you know what?
1: Come on. My dad got hate mail, and it was the worst part of it that broke my heart. It's so weird. And I'm sorry, and I, I'm sure most people have an opposing view from us, Ash. But yeah, I think so, we're, too. We're not scared to you know, take the path No. Of, we're not scared to face adversity. Yeah, like, please push back. I'd we love have to, to hear expose these things. And- if
0: you've left a comment on shakes, Instagram, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you and tell me why you did it. <laughs> and did that okay. make you feel better? No, I'm just kidding. But no, really, you know, I worked in news for most of my life and trust me, people push back all the time. So. I
1: actually love that idea, Ashley. Yeah. If you, if you have a trolled someone from this season, let <laughs> us know. I'm serious. <laughs> Or if you've, or trolled, if you've someone, trolled Jessica
0: in the past and you've come along, you've come around because we get those comments all the time, too. Like,
1: I would love think this to was hear you, from you actually. Yeah. And let's like dissect that and figure out kind of what the perspective was coming in and what was said. And I think that would be really interesting. Me, too. To take a look at.
0: Me, too. Love that. And real quick, I'm just going to read this comment on the Netflix I uh, love his blind Instagram. It's kind of long, but I, I kind of think it speaks to how I was feeling. Somebody commented, love the show, but yeah. the reunion was not good. None of the most viral moments were addressed and everyone wanted to keep everything a secret, defeating the purpose of a reality show. Number one, why didn't we address none of Danielle's crazy moments that she had literally the whole season, but we focused on Jared and Mal? Number two, why did we not address the moment on the beach when Sheena called Natalie's relationship fake? Number three, what really led up to the argument between Shane and Natalie that made her say no? That was one thing I will say. That was like such like a, a secret. Like it was just like, shh. I was like, well, what yeah. was it? I mean, like you guys were like obsessed with each other before this one day. Can you elaborate a little bit? And I feel like um, Nick and um, Vanessa. Vanessa didn't do a great job of, of pushing, right? And number yeah. four. We heard nothing from Sal and mail because they wanted to keep everything private. There was like this weird part of the reunion where they were just like staring at each other. And this <laughs> commenter goes on to say, I understand the privacy, but when you are on a show that people want to know, I feel like it's defeating the whole purpose. The show is good, but the reunion was a waste. We just focused more on Shake and his narcissistic comments and shallow behavior. Hopefully next reunion will be better. And I got to say, I agree with all of that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when you are the host or the moderator, you have a duty to kind of push these castmates to answer some questions, whether or not they want to. They signed up for the show. People want answers mm-hmm. and you have to ask it. You can't just be like, all right, well, we're, we're going to move on. So I think that the reunion really did do a disservice. And I think the reunion was all about Jake. It, it really was.
1: Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, um, And I actually heard that from a cast member who said, we really, none of us really had to take any heat because Shake kind of just <laughs> Took <all> came, heat. <laughs> came totally undone. <laughs> I think he is really the way did. that it was phrased. So even from the get go. <laughs> do you think he's leaning into the villain edit? Mm-hmm. I do. To become like the next. I do. And I think it's a defense Kristen mechanism. Or- and I
0: think he doesn't know what. I think he doesn't know how to handle it right like how wh- how do you handle somebody like commenting such negativity on your Instagram you could either mm-hmm. kind of do what you did was kind of like you know try to go in a hole until it all goes away or you can be like shake and try to come up with a podcast called love is blurry I mean there are two oh that's here. right
1: he has a podcast <laughs> now <laughs> Have you heard it
0: yet? I have not. I, I don't even know if it's out, but I will say oh, I okay. think I might listen to like the first episode because it'll be Why interesting not? to see what he'll say. And apparently he had a, um, he posted something about Nick on his Instagram that got taken down. Mm-hmm. I bet you Netflix got it taken down.
1: Nick Vial or Nick Lachey? Because I think he's having disagreements with both. With
0: everybody. Oh, Lachey. Nick Lachey.
1: <laughs> Cease and desist. No kidding.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, what is he going to be able to say on this podcast? We'll see. But I do think he's leaning yeah. into that. What are he's you? He's very do?
1: much under NDA, so you have to be careful with that.
0: Is he? For I think sure. people want to know that. Yeah, people want to know. So, got to be careful what you say. And I think he's—I don't even know if he's tiptoeing around stuff. He's literally calling everybody out. But all that to say, watch it in your own time, or don't watch it at all.
1: I don't like to watch the heavy stuff, especially it's, before bed. It's heavy. We end up doing that so much, and we try not to do it now. Like we purposely try to find light things to watch right before bed. Yeah. Cause otherwise I end up having nightmares and I can't imagine if I would watch the love is blind reunion right before bed.
0: And then you'd wake <laughs> up feeling like really bad about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the cameras have finally left them. So what happens now? We're seeing a little bit, like I saw Natalie mm-hmm. signing with a talent agency. We're seeing shake start a podcast and I think he signed with somebody Mm -hmm. too. Um, so what happens? Like, is this like you're grasping for anything? Are people contacting you or brands contacting you? Kind of let us in.
1: Yeah. It's nonstop. Brands are reaching out, talent agents, um, you know, public relations, companies, anyone and everyone is reaching out. It's kind of what you want to do with that. For me, um, being that I'm employed and, you know, I want to... My loyalty is to my company. I didn't want to take part in any of that. Also, it felt really sleazy. Some
0: some of the brands.
1: Especially with the... No, I felt sleazy maybe signing on with brands to make $10,000 or whatever. Um, Just because, one, the show had just come out. I'm a working woman. I work, like, 60 hours a week. And, two just with the characterization of myself coming off that show, I couldn't imagine, you know, here's my Fun box, guys. You know, donate to the cause, <laughs> you know. Um, I, make, I make a good enough living that I felt I didn't have to do anything like that, but also I didn't want to fall into uh, that trap at all. I think, you know, no disrespect to anyone that chooses to go that route because that's definitely part of signing up for these type of experiences. That was just my path.
0: Sure. And, you know, we have seen people on shows really make the most of their platform, really take off with it. Um, I know you love Kristen Cav, and I love Kristen's style. Um, I think we both follow her. And she's one who obviously was on a reality show like 20 years ago, but has really turned her name into an empire um, with clothing and the jewelry and another show and just, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of building on building. And I think that she was really strategic in the years following The Hills, where she was not always the most liked. Like, she wasn't the LC, right? She was right. kind of hated at a time, yeah. and she really had to work to turn that around.
1: Yeah, she was definitely a troubled teen, but <laughs> she's transformed, and she's got this empire now where she's got her own skincare line and jewelry line, and she doesn't show a whole lot of her life, but what she does show are these really wholesome moments with her family And people are embracing that.
0: So that's one example. Another is like Omarosa, who has leaned into the villain character most of her career and has really played into that. You're not going to like me and has been successful at it, believe it or Mm -hmm. not. So there's that way too, right? The
1: Same with Christine Quinn. And it's so funny. Some people in my camp are very much on that side. Lean into it, girl. And just own it. And I wasn't someone who was able to do that <laughs> because I'm like, wait, I have to get the real story out. <laughs> but that was the first piece of advice I got was just lean in, girl. You're the most memorable person from this show. And, you know, I couldn't do it. Um, You're like, how? But so many have, have been successful with it. And Christine Quinn, I think, is just a brilliant she's, example she's of so that. She's so gorgeous,
0: too. She's amazing and just killing it right now. She's a model. We love her. We love her we so love, much. We love her. Yeah, so really we're going to start to see them kind of latch on to I mean, so for you, <laughs> yeah. I know what kind of brands you'll say no to, but you know, like yeah. were there were there any brands that you were just like you don't have to name it, but you're just like I would never do this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And especially things with my sexuality and stuff yeah. like I'm not comfortable putting that out there. Um, yeah. What I want to see from this cast is you know, my first, I'm not like here, like I'm the Virgin Mary or anything like that. You're but not. My first, well, <laughs> sometimes, my first year, I, well, of course, I had a career, and I know most of these guys actually have careers as well. I would love to see them leaning into noble causes. I know for myself, I jumped on Cameo and I was just giving back to um, different funds for domestic abuse or Net Hope you know, and other causes. I would love to see them leaning in with things like that because I know so many of them, you know, already have uh, income coming in and, and things like that. So we'll see what they do, mm-hmm. but I'd be excited to, to see something like that.
0: It's a lot of work to, to turn your 15 minutes into longevity. It's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like, especially kind of just watching your, you and your castmates, you know, it's like, you got to go for everything right away. And then you got to really work to keep that up.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the person who's done it most successfully from our season is Giannina.
0: Oh yeah. She's great. She
1: is a brilliant entrepreneur and influencer and we love to see it. Yeah. We love to see it. She's She's, so pretty too. She's done amazing.
0: Um, Speaking of entrepreneurial... So Kim Kardashian, everyone's probably heard these comments. She kind of, I think it was International Women's Day. She kind of went on her soapbox and was like, people need to get off their butts and people need to work. And when I first heard it, I sent it to you and I was like, oh, wow, like I need to, I need to work, you know, because it was the way she said it was kind of, (laughs) it it was a little inspiring, honestly. But then really 10 minutes later, you think and you're like, wait, (laughs) we don't have the same 24 hours as Kim K. I don't have the same resources as Kim K. I can work my butt off my whole life, and I will probably never see her kind of money.
1: Yeah. So how
0: did you take her comments?
1: Uh, You know, until, it's interesting, because until I heard there was negativity around it, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) But once I was like, oh, wait, that is kind of (laughs) true. She did grow up in Beverly Hills, and her father was a (laughs) high-profile attorney, and her, I think her first job was Paris Hilton's stylist. So she had a lot of opportunities that folks like myself, you know, didn't have growing up. I know I learned about work because, you know, I saw my dad restart halfway through, you know, his, his journey and, you know, he was a factory worker. Good old Midwest. Yep. And then he kind of changed gears and became a car salesman and it was a tough time for us. And, you know, he, he got into the Amway track. It was a tough time for us, but I saw him rebuild and really start to focus on his strengths, and it was so cool for me to see. And for myself, I started working when I was 12 in the mm-hmm. fields of Illinois, literally mm-hmm. picking tassels off the corn. I still have I still have the blister marks from it, but my dad always told me, if you start this, you're going to finish it. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, for sure, for sure." It's $9 an hour like This is the best thing ever. I hated it. It was so freaking hard, but my dad wouldn't let me quit. I cried every morning before I got on that bus (laughs) at 5 a.m. And uh, with all these, like, adults. (laughs) And I, you know, to this day, it's just ingrained in me. So I feel like I have a different journey from her. A little bit. but. But yeah, I don't think I would have thought that to myself until I saw that there was so much negativity around it. I think her heart's in the right place, and she doesn't know any different.
0: That's what I was gonna say. It's when you're in your, when you're in a bubble, you can't see outside of that bubble, right? And her bubble is mm-hmm. just unattainable privilege, and right. so I don't think she'll ever know what it's like to get on that bus and pick those corn, whatever you were picking. <laughs> like she she doesn't understand that. But I, what I didn't like is when she said nobody wants to work, and I was like, well, where's she getting that from?
1: Well. I, I have a different perspective on this because I also saw, um, I saw an interview that Andy Cohen did with the Kardashians, and there's some animosity amongst the sisters in that Kim feels she works more than her sisters. So mm. I almost felt like she could have been sending a message to her sisters <laughs>
0: while they were standing there.
1: in that comment. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> that's very true. I know Courtney's gotten a lot of flack for not wanting to work, but I'm like. Kim's work is like, all right, got the cover of Vogue tomorrow, flying to New York Fashion Week, got to go to Paris and get it back at. My work is like, well, my work is much more fulfilling now, but back in the day, it was like in the trenches and local news, like in a minivan for nine hours a day driving I to, loved seeing
1: you in that minivan. It made me happy.
0: Oh, it made, at least made one of us happy. Driving to the middle of Nowheresville, you know, covering a tornado. Um, so Aww. yeah, it was, we don't all have the same 24 hours as Kim. I think it was the right message. It was the wrong messenger.
1: Exactly. Right. I also saw that on Paris Hilton's wedding special, which was so good. If you're planning a wedding, you should definitely watch that. Although I couldn't resonate with most of the experience (laughs) of it. But she was like, I'm so busy. I have to fly to get all my custom dresses in New York. How am I going to have time to do all this? It's like, oh, my gosh.
0: But like to them, right, like to every individual, your problems are very real. Like
1: Absolutely. somebody might think some of
0: my problems are so stupid, and like some of yours, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would love to have that problem, Paris. Oh, you right. know, with her three custom dresses by her who made her dresses? I forget.
1: Ooh, who Caroline was Herrera? No, was no it, it wasn't. No, it was. Uh, we'll have to I can't, look we'll that up. Follow back up on that.
0: Yeah, it was so fun though. I love that.
1: Was it galia Lahav? No. No. Okay. Nope. I
0: don't know. But if either one of those want to make dresses for us, please, (laughs) (laughs) please let us know. Um, okay. So yeah, I found this Axios article switching gears, but still in work. 63% of black workers, 58% of women say they feel more ambitious when working from home versus the Mm -hmm. office. Mm -hmm. Um, not really, no surprise there. Um, not as many men feel the same way. I just had it pulled up and then Mm -hmm. I lost where I was, um, Do you prefer working from home? I know before the pandemic, you were traveling quite a bit.
1: I miss the travel. I miss going to San Francisco. I miss meeting up with all my coworkers and being in front of our customers. But I love being home. I love having my dog by my side all day. I love being able to hop on the Peloton and take a call or two. Um, And I've gotten so used to it that, one, I think I'm becoming more introverted, (laughs) Two, I think I'm becoming more. No, it's not. (laughs) Because (laughs) it's like you don't even want to go out into the world as much. Um, But, yeah, I miss miss getting out and having that camaraderie and spending time with people. And I also miss racking up all the hotel and airline points.
0: That is nice.
1: So our offices are opening this week, though, so we're getting back out there. Uh, I think it won't be too long before I'm in a – room with my colleagues again. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. You never experienced that.
0: No, I was always working in a reporting.
1: <laughs> You're like in there with six other people in <laughs> the middle of COVID.
2: No.
0: It's like, no so yeah, I, I usually had one other person, uh, the photographer, but no, I never, this is the first time that I've ever worked from home and it is so fulfilling to me. I feel like I get so much more done and I feel like it's just mentally better. And I don't want to scare anyone. Like I loved my news career. It was just definitely time to pivot when it was. But yeah, mm-hmm. I never was able, like there was no flexibility in news. There was no, oh yeah, guaranteed to have your holidays off. You know, I worked weekend <sighs> mornings for two years. I worked um, Sunday evenings when I anchored. And so it was just a different beast. It was way different um, scheduling wise. And so this article really resonated with me. And I think a lot of women prefer to stay at home because, you know, uh, some, a lot of women have kids and, you know, childcare is so expensive and they'd rather be home with their kids. They feel like they can get stuff done around the house. They're not sitting in an hour and a half of traffic to work, an hour and a half in traffic back. Um, and you know, people of color, you know, there's, there's so much that goes into why people don't want to go into the office. Right. Um, and I think that for me and I don't mind going in the office just because like I don't know I've never really just had like one place to go so even that is so different for me um but I definitely feel more ambitious I really um relate to this article and that I feel like I'm more creative at home like in my own space I'm more ambitious I can get more done I can multitask like it's just like so freeing and you don't have to play into the office politics
1: That's true. I wouldn't have thought that actually. I just learned something new about you. I would have definitely thought that you feel more ambitious around others than being in the
0: Um, office. Um, I, well, I think that I, I enjoy speaking to others. Like I enjoy like, Oh, Hey, like it's great. Like, and I'm, Like I said, like this is the first time I've ever had like even an office Mm -hmm. to like go to. We've had newsrooms in the past, but you're there for a good hour and then you're gone. Um, But I love going to my office now just to like shake hands and like meet people. And just like I work with a a lot of really positive people who I love. And so I like that aspect. But I do understand um, why people prefer to work from home. Why do you think men don't prefer it as much?
1: That's so interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I wonder if it's that men are
0: cuz they run the show in most of corporate America. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, right?
1: Yeah, I mean definitely. <laughs> definitely. I can't say that I I can't say that I disagree with that to be honest. Um, I don't know why that is, and now I'm thinking of it. And I wonder if men are more likely to have professions where they work outside the home. So mm. for Ben and I, I work remote for a tech mm. company. And Ben is a doctor, so he has to obviously be out and about. (laughs) Yeah, he has to go in. Um, So maybe it's just more men are in those type of professions. But I don't know. That's really interesting um, to think about. would love to hear from our listeners on this in terms of your experience. Do you like to go in the office now that we've all had a taste of working from home? I think we're all kind of like, oh, this isn't so bad. (laughs) It's like...
0: We're really excited because we might be going to New York soon.
1: We got invited to New York Fashion Week Bridal Edition, and yeah, the
0: Sherry Hill show. Yes, and Jessica didn't know who Sherry Hill was, but like she is so huge in the fashion and bridal and like evening wear um, arena. Like I, you know, I've done like a pageant before, and everybody wanted a Sherry Hill dress. Like she's so well known, and well, her stuff's cute.
1: I looked into her bridal collection, and I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's so good. So this is my first fashion show Aww.
2: in New York.
1: I've never Yay. been. I'm so yeah. excited. So I haven't been either. All our New Yorkers, let us know what we should do while we're in town. Totally. Yeah. We have not been in New York City together. I was like, have we not? No, we haven't. No.
0: That'll be so exciting. Yeah, we're excited to see the show and you know you guys know that we're both planning weddings um i'm a little further along than just mine is in july um i feel like i'm behind on so much but i mean at this point it is what it is um i am in the process of creating invitations and i just go online and start editing and trying to create them and i get so overwhelmed and i just close the window i'm just like i cannot Aww. do this
1: what are you having trouble with? The vibe or...
0: Everything. I think that okay. <laughs> because I'm like seven months into planning, I'm just kind of over planning. And, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like if I would have got engaged yesterday, i be like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. You know, but now I'm just kind of jaded. And I just want... There's so many options. It's almost like when you go to like a TJ Maxx and you're just like, there's too much. Like, yeah. I'm just like overwhelmed. There's too much. Like, I need... I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. And like for invites, you can get like the wedding suite, right? So you've got the invite. Then you've got like the okay. little RSVP card. And then I'm like, well, does anybody mm-hmm. even RSVP? Like I, I feel like it's so inconvenient to make people go to the post office. So I'm like, I want to do mine virtually. And then there's like the menu. And then there's like accommodations. And like so you could do a whole suite. And then there's obviously so the price is like going like this. Yeah. And I'm just like this. I'm so overwhelmed. So today I drove to a stationery store. Um, a little for, probably like 25 minutes away from where I'm, where I am. And I got there. I'm like, all right, I, I want someone to do it for me. Like somebody help me. Yeah. And this was a chain stationery store, but it wasn't Hallmark. But, um, I got there and they're <sighs> like, they're like, we don't do this in person anymore. They're like, you got to go online. You got to create a zoom oh, appointment, like get online. They don't have any, any appointments this week. And I'm just like, am I, is it too late to cancel this wedding?
1: Stop. <laughs> like so overwhelmed. I feel like it's a thing that people just get the invite and they don't think much about it, but you're just like, it has to be perfect and it has to be all these things. Like Paris Hilton had like a light up box with butterflies flying out and all this stuff. And her her sister's like, what, why does this even matter? You spent $200 on an invitation. But I, here's my (laughs) advice. Do as much as you can online, Ash. Yeah. Put your little wedding website yeah. On the invitation, direct everyone there. People don't like a bunch of mail and they'll lose it.
0: Yeah, this you're is right. Just, I'm
1: probably super techie perspective. You're right. And but, you know
0: what? I was thinking I'll just do the one invite, but then I was like, well, is that kind of like... I don't want to say cheap because none of this is cheap, but is it, like, not, like, should I do the invite suite where you get, like, the whole thing? It's so cute, and you open it, and you're like, da 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 Or do you just do, like, look, go to my website, RCP, let's call it a day.
1: I err on the side of save versus splurge with the yeah. wedding invite, although yeah. I got the cutest invite from <laughs> Kenny and Alex. It had a little um, hand-painted portrait of their dog. Oh! <gasps> for the RSVP. So you might have to splurge on that, actually and take it back. Every time I try to save on something, I come up with a reason to actually splurge instead.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't wait Sorry, to repeat I was all I this to help back you. to you. I was I'm trying to help you. I'm going to all of this back to you when you're <laughs> in this phase. and be like, you know what? Just, just write it down yourself and me I know.
1: It. We really don't agree a lot on <sighs> the whole wedding planning process. I know.
0: I know. And like, and I'm, I really want people to weigh in on this because I think we've kind of talked about this before, but I am not giving everyone a plus one. You think that mm. you have to. I certainly don't think that you have to. Um, I have friends who I'm, I'm like, sorry if you are dating someone I don't know, I'm not giving you a plus one.
1: Yeah. And you think that is tacky of me. I mean, I've taken some randoms to weddings before <laughs> that now I kind of feel bad. I'm like, <laughs> like, my... My girlfriend from high school, she was like, remember when you brought so-and-so to my wedding? I was like, (laughs) did I? I (laughs) But I don't know. I think for me, I just want everyone to have the best time they can have. And also very against single shaming. It's not shaming. It's
0: a little bit. It's It's a little bit.
1: You just haven't been single very often in it's your not life. Shaming. okay? And
0: I'll, I'll tell you, I've had a couple plus ones. Um, and I've always brought my mom. Like, even if, like, I remember I was dating Gary once and I got a plus one. It was early on and I brought my mom to this wedding. That's in the cutest New thing Orleans. ever.
1: And it's always a good time. I'm never going to be like, oh, why do I bring That's my mom? That's so to that? fun. Okay. So I think it depends on the situation. Okay. If you're having a wedding in Mexico, which again, I brought a random to that, you're not going to go to Mexico by yourself unless there's a bunch of single friends going that are in the same group where they can cohabitate in the same room. That's one thing. So I think it depends on the situation. Um, but I do like the idea of if I'm dating someone, I want to be able to bring them. What if they new? What if
0: it's a new boyfriend?
1: Then that's even better. I get to like show <laughs> him off. <laughs> But I – one of my very best friends was getting married, and then one of our other best friends at the time was dating someone. I think it had been six months, and she was very serious about him, and she was so excited to bring him to this wedding. Well, lo and behold, he's not invited. And it was like – Friendship ruining situation. She was never going to forgive this bride. It was wild. So I guess I have that experience. Well, that's the thing. I guess when you get into it, which (laughs) I was talking to Ben last night and I'm like I'm like, we're probably gonna eat our words later as we're actually, you know, getting into the details of this thing. And you're like, oh, it's four hundred dollars per person. Oh well. And we only have 200 spots or something like that. So I totally get that it becomes more about brass tacks down the line. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess I experienced that and I thought, oh, I'm just going to let everybody bring whoever they want. Yeah. You've, yeah. You know? And I it's understand where you're coming date from. Experience. It's a fun date experience. And I'm like, so is the movies. Th- True.
0: Gary's I mean- like you though Gary is like adamant like anybody that's on his side gets a plus one and and we've had this conversation I've had this conversation with his mom she's like what is he doing and it's just like he he's just like you he's like they got, we they are the a same person one. and I'm just like okay but we don't even really know this we don't even know the person we're inviting that well and then they get a plus one yeah. I'm like not inviting people that I if- know well
1: Since your wedding's in Atlanta, if they live in Atlanta, I think it's okay. Cause they're like, okay, honey, I'm just gonna pop over to this wedding and then we can like hang out later. But if it's I have to pack my bags for the weekend and I have to start off seeing you for going to this couple's wedding and you're not invited, it just makes you feel kind of crappy. I've also been in the situation where I have I was the plus one when he didn't get a plus one. And I was like, Oh, our relationship must not be at that point yet. And, you know, go have fun. And I guess I'm, you know, not not one of the one of your peeps. Well, so it feels pretty bad. I think if you have the if you have the opportunity to do it, do it. But if not, and you're squeezing for you know a capacity, or you don't want to spend the extra money, then I totally respect that. But I'm just in. I like the spirit of fun. If people want to bring somebody, bring them,
0: or or just don't go. There's that option too.
1: Or don't go. Yeah. If you you don't, (laughs) (laughs) then you're not probably one of our close friends anyway, if you would choose to not go.
0: True. That's true. And I will say like really close friends, um, they get a plus one, even if they're not. So I'm not like super, super strict on that. Like, so really close friends. Okay. You can bring somebody like, we're cool. But the debate will continue with all the things wedding. The debate
1: continues. Yeah, talk to us in six months when um, we're closer. We might change our minds on that.
0: Oh my gosh, when I see this final bill, I'm like, you know what? We're oh. starting. To, we gotta cut the list again. It's like two months. Two months we out. We
1: started. So we started d- diving into wedding planning this weekend. Yay! It's all. Funny I need you'd be games. surprised by that. So we're between two destinations right now. I know. And I created a mood board last night for each one, and I showed it to Ben just to see if he would get perspective and like make up his mind. And he, it just made him more confused. So now we're just in our confusion again. So it hasn't gone very far.
0: What's the mood?
1: But that's our wedding update. What are
0: the what are the moods?
1: I'm not going to release what the locations are. But okay. one is more kind of muted and sweet. We would ha- be able to have paint in there. Okay. And it would be more neutral colored bridesmaids' dresses and flowers. The other would be white with a pop of orange. It would be more exotic. Mm. Um, And it would be outdoors versus like a garden. What's your feeling? I love a good garden. You love the garden. That's where I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the garden. Okay. I love a good garden. That's all I need. Even though I know locations. I'm done do. with either word. Oh, you, <laughs> you
0: too. <That's> right. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, you wanted you know to too talk much. about. I do. Um, you wanted to talk about um, Elon Musk's new baby with his baby mama Grimes.
1: This is why, why? I don't know who this woman is, by the oh. way. <laughs> um, but I could not get over the fact that it sounds like she was really unfiltered in her life before she started dating Elon. You
0: know, they met on Twitter.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: Yeah. They like, oh, it, it. it's a really unique story. You got to look it up. I can't, I don't want to. Okay. Like,
1: I'm going to check into this. My fiance is obsessed with Elon Musk, so I keep up on all things Elon. And it, it's just the funniest story because she had Vanity Fair at her house for an interview. The baby starts crying and she starts getting visibly upset that this interviewer was going to find out that she had a baby there. So that's how the news broke that she had a baby was she actually invited them over for an interview while she had her baby upstairs what was the I interview about that huh? if not,
0: what was the what was the interview about if not the baby
1: i think it was just about her life i don't know much about they didn't her. know they didn't know she had a baby until they were there from my understanding so then news breaks that she has a baby and then the next day they came out and said they they're not together anymore
0: Yeah, they're not together, but they did just have a baby through a surrogate. And yeah, she's definitely an interesting character. I don't know much about Mm -hmm. her. I actually just started kind of looking into her, I think, like last month or maybe two months ago, because she is like a singer, apparently. And she has this music video, and I like K-pop. And Jenny from Blackpink was in the music video. So I was like, who is this girl? Like, what? what is she about? And that's when I kind of started looking into her. And I, I just think they're just an odd couple and super interesting. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't blame her for having a baby with Elon Musk. How much is he worth? Like, I too will have a baby with him. So...
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the richest man to
0: ever exist. And I'm sure Gary would be like, okay, go, that's fine. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, um gary really likes him too you'd be,
1: you'd be raising really that like baby them. on the moon probably yeah got. yeah
0: no kidding no kidding so that's
1: interesting it's an interesting and they need their baby why and speaking of why we actually just we ordered a tesla oh that's exciting <laughs> yeah we ordered a tesla so we'll be getting it in four months so i know okay. ben's so excited he loves tesla he loves all things elon so
0: that's exciting
1: yeah um we in the electric field with these gas prices exactly
0: not a bad idea not a bad idea at all we have
1: the same car how much is it costing you to fill up your tank right now are you in the triple digits no oh really oh i am i am but i'm in california
0: oh Oh, yeah for sure triple digits no i would say um 80
1: okay and you're putting in premium yeah,
0: I am. but I'm in Georgia. Actually, I don't know. I mean, you been gas. Putting in here? the right gas
1: in your car. I'm like half
0: water, half. i uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think it's around eighty bucks, but okay. you know, California. I saw something where they were like seven dollars an hour, or an hour, seven dollars a gallon. I think it's
1: getting close to six out where we're at. That's gross. It's nuts. We go to okay. Costco. Just stay in the house. I know. At this it's point, is Costco it. even like cheaper? A little bit a little bit. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So also, you know, another reason to work from home because these gas prices are exactly. oh, all right. Also, um, this is kind of like changing topics to something a little more somber, but, um, in keeping with reality stars and mental health, which I know we want to advocate for from time to time, um, a bachelorette villain actually just took his life. Um, and you have kept up with this.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I this is one of the only seasons of The Bachelorette that I watched, and I love Caitlin Bristow. She's been such a great friend to me through this whole thing, and I remember this guy and his tagline was, Villains Got a Vill, and it's just so interesting with all this news coming out now, he apparently had paranoia. I don't know if that was from the show, but I have to tell you that's a word I use quite often when I'm talking about my mental health around the show. I know he was also having experience, or he was also having trouble with his girlfriend of the time. So there's that as well. Um, but he lived, you know, probably an hour from where I grew up. So definitely hits close to home and um just interesting. With all this whole shake thing that's going on and like, kind of like I said earlier, like people put up a shield, but you just don't know what's going on in someone's mind when they go through some of these experiences where the world piles on them and the entertainment companies want that, but at what cost, you know? And like, I don't know if that has anything to do with the reason that he took his life and I don't want to presume anything, but that word paranoia. Struck you. Really struck me, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, another reminder, if not anything else, even for people who are not on reality shows. Like, people are really going through stuff.
1: And it sounds like he was a well-respected teacher and great citizen of their little community, and it's just so sad. Our thoughts and prayers are, you know, with his family and friends and with Caitlin. I know it's been tough for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's shocking. I think, you know... um, it's just, chills. yeah, it's, it's shocking and it's just so upsetting and mm-hmm. people are hurting so badly. And I just think that's another reason why, you know, it's so cliche to be like, be kind to everybody. But it's like, just don't be mean. Like, yeah. it's like, don't, you don't even have to go of your way to be kind. Just like, don't troll right. people.
1: Right. right. Like, is
0: that so hard to ask? Just, just be cool. Don't be all uncool.
1: We're in the midst of a mental health crisis. It's affecting men more than women. And I think men feel like they have to put up this tough exterior. Yeah. So I'm always a bit more concerned.
0: I would never want to be a man.
1: No. And it's just, it's a tough time, you know? And you just never know if somebody's okay.
0: And you got to reach out for help if you need it. Um, got to reach out for help. Get some help. There's so much help out there. And I'm so glad we're moving into a space where reaching out for help is becoming more, I don't want to say mainstream,
1: Acceptable. but yeah, yeah.
0: you know, especially mm-hmm. for people of color, it's been kind of in our community. Um, you used to not talk about mental health, you know, like in my parents are yeah. from the islands and my mom would always be like, okay, drink some ginger, you'll feel better, you know? So Aww. it's, it's always good to just ask for help and to reach out when you need it. Um, yeah, it was
1: interesting. I was listening to our podcast from last week. <laughs> I find it very entertaining, but, um, <laughs> do you like it? Embarrassing. But um, when I was talking about when I was struggling and I didn't know how to get to tomorrow and that I had told a couple people in my life about that, I immediately said, I felt terrible that I did that and was apologizing about it. And Ashley said, wait, that's exactly what you should have done. So normalizing that and not feeling guilt over it, over putting that on people in our lives, because the, you know, the alternative is obviously And people want to know,
0: your friends, your family, and, and if you feel like you can't talk to them, professionals. That's what they do, and they're really good at it. Um, we've and a both lot of seen therapists, so.
1: Absolutely, and a lot of companies are offering those services for free, so take advantage of all of that that you can get.
0: Absolutely. Okay, we've got some voicemails, which is like our favorite part of the unsettled podcast so we love fun. to hear from you guys we love so to hear fun. from you guys yeah uh, so this first one is from sarah i'm gonna play it if my wi-fi lets me uh all right here we go
2: hi jessica and ashley um i'm sarah and i'm from the uk I love your show so much. You
1: two are just so amazing together and I really literally can't wait to tune in every week and listen. I have a question about you guys and your friendship group. Um, What kind of friends are you two? Are you like the funny one, the one that people can find in, the organiser? Just curious, really. Um, Not that we should label ourselves, but really intrigues me to know what kind of friends you are to each other because you're both so cute okay love you thanks so much bye
0: can, can I please have that accent that is the I cutest need thing. her
1: voice
0: that is so cute I think that you are and I tell everyone you are so loyal you are a very loyal friend um and you're very sweet yeah. which is kind of a cliche word too but she's very sweet like you're always there for people you know like you're always there for people's big moments and you're like the biggest cheerleader and so that's how I would describe you
1: so that's so sweet Um, it's so interesting because you never talk about that stuff with each other, right? No. Ashley to our group and to me is the most dependable person and accountable person. Hmm. Not only will she show up to everything, but she will be there 20 minutes early, (laughs) which gives me hyper anxiety. (laughs) And then also she's so laid back and chill, which for me is the best thing ever because I'm very often the opposite of that (laughs) so when the show came out she was the first person I went to because she just made me feel normalized almost immediately um and she's the most fun
0: thank you so much for calling Sarah with your cute accent
1: you know what's interesting though what I think I'm a different friend to different groups that's true like my high school group I'm such a goofball and a wild card
0: well, I would say you're a wild card with me too. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, so that's just standard. Never mind.
0: The Love is Blind viewers are like, yeah, we well, would say wild card too. Like, oh yeah,
1: that's a thing. Okay, never mind.
0: Um, and you are a goofball. You're yeah, you're so fun. This is from Noelle. Noelle.
2: Hey, Jessica and Ashley, my name is Noelle. I'm calling in from Sweden. I just wanted to say to you, Jessica, that I've loved watching your journey. I think there's something so inspiring and brave in owning your quote unquote mistakes and, you know, just rising above it and moving forward. And I think that's just like really great to see. So thank you for that. Something I would love to hear from you, Jessica, is more what you do for your job. You know, it sounds like you work in tech and like you have a really successful career. So it would be really great to hear you know, kind of what you do for work and what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Maybe if you have some tips for people who are interested in a similar field. And I heard about your book club idea. I would absolutely love that. It would be great to have just, you know, a space to kind of jump off social media and do something different. So please do a book club. Okay. Okay. Love it. Keep going, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks,
0: Noelle.
1: Uh, Noelle, we love to hear it from, all the way from Sweden. So cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, so my best advice is you can't start at the top, right? You got to start somewhere. So for me, I started out my career at a website, and it was a very humbling job. You know, I felt like I just got this four-year degree. Why am I doing this? Where I'm just like going through pages People would call in and I would go through the pages, figure out what their problem was. And then there was like a solution there. And I'm like, I'm not even using my brain. But I had to start doing things like that. Then I went to a telecom company and it wasn't the easiest job. I was dialing for dollars. It felt really embarrassing. But after doing that for like seven or eight years, then I finally had all this experience under my belt. And the sky was really the limit. I could go work for these really cool... Transformational companies, where you know I've I've found myself now, and I love it so much. For anyone that's interested in tech, I would say um, you know definitely go that route. the The life is is so great. The work life balance, um, it's just a really cool place to be. It's very inclusive, um, especially at the company that I'm at. So um, I would just say. Just know that it's not going to happen overnight. You know, I had to work really, really hard to get to where I was. I recently had someone ask me, hey, what position do you have and how do I get that? And I was like, whew, where do I start? You know, it was just a really long road for me to get to where I am now. But the market is so hot. I couldn't recommend, you know, any industry more. Um, And then also interesting that you mentioned the book club. I just finished Michael Dell's book, Play Nice But Win, if you want to get into the tech field, I highly recommend reading that book. And it's super inspirational. And even if you're an entrepreneur, I um, highly recommend it.
0: What if you want to go the Elizabeth Holmes route?
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's an option as well. But you might find yourself in the slammer.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, what if we don't want to work hard for seven years cold calling?
1: Right. Yeah, I know. Cold calling's tough.
0: I mean, cold calling is basically, like, what reporters do just face-to-face, too, when you need, like, comment on something. And then, I mean, like, you probably got the phone hung up on you, and I'd I'd get somebody, like, cussing me out. So (laughs) I'm like, well, good day to you, too. So (laughs) we got another voicemail. This one is from Julia Zook. Thanks for calling in.
1: Hi, Julia. Hi, my name is Julia. I was wondering, um, are the couples allowed to drop out of the experiment after the honeymoon at any time before wedding day, um, if they see that their connection is not working out or with the experiment and with the show, are you required to follow through all of those steps, walk down the aisle, even if, you know, one or both members of the couple
2: know that they're going to say no. I'm just curious because that's a little unclear right now. Don't know if you're allowed to say, um, but I thought I'd ask
0: Thank you for calling in, Julia. L I B question.
1: Thanks, Julia. Uh, as much as I want to answer this question, honestly, there's only so much I can say. But I think those who
0: have I think you're onto followed, something.
1: Those who have followed my journey can probably guess what that situation was. But what I can say is the spirit of the show is that you're in an experiment. So if you find yourself in a place where you're really not feeling your partner. You want to really allow yourself to see if feelings can grow. So at some point when I wasn't feeling the person that I was matched with, I thought I'm going to stay and see if this experiment works. That's really supposed to be what it's about. You have your connection in the pods. Then you go into real life to see, you know, if, if love can grow and if you want to marry that person in 47 days.
0: That's a good answer. Great question. Um, And it is unclear, right? Because I think a lot of people are just like, so why? It's just weird. It kind of leaves the viewers being like, so why are they engaged if they don't like each other? Like, you know, so.
1: Right, right. Exactly. I think you can find yourself in that situation in real life. Like I've been there when I was with someone and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not feeling this anymore because something happened. But I allow myself to still stay in the relationship to see if feelings will grow again. So I feel like it's something that can happen in real life as well, absolutely and has anyone the- experienced this? I want to know has anyone out there experienced this where you weren't really into someone and then it grew into more because I've never had success with that either in real life or on love is blind, but
0: well, you know what's so know. interesting is like love love um the arranged marriages like still exist, you know what yes. I mean and yes. um I actually knew a couple, we were growing up in Michigan, it was our neighbors and it was an arranged marriage and, um, you know, they had a whole family and everything and it's just like, that's so, I don't, I really don't know how common it is around the world, but I know it's still a thing. And so I think for some of those couples, like the feelings, feelings grow, but sometimes it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting to me, Mm -hmm. but I think that's part of your. History and part of your traditions, and that's what's expected. So you step into that. Mm-hmm. What if you had another option? Right, right. That's a tough one.
0: Um, and I know we got a couple DMs. Thank you so much. Obviously, still keeping people of Ukraine in our prayers. Um, and we got a DM on um, was it charities
1: that we could yes. help or reach? Charities out to? and foundations. So we're going to share that out on our page. Just so everyone has access to be able to help in any way that you can. Yeah. Whatever Um, feels good to you. Um, We had someone reach out. We wanted to talk. We got a DM. And situation that was shared with us about trading off your career for love. So in this situation, this guy has really built up this entire Company if you will, and now he's met his girlfriend they've been together for a year and a half and she wants him to take a break from that and go travel the world for a year and he's just wondering to himself, is this trade-off worth it? Am I sacrificing my career, my dreams, future financial stability or do I go with love and take the chance? For me, a hundred times out of a hundred, I follow my financial dreams. And
0: <laughs> you were going to say,
1: you're like, I follow I know, my heart. <laughs> no. I've built, he's built this from the ground up. Yeah. And it's been over many, many years. Yeah. And he's now at a place where he's getting momentum and he's starting to realize that dream. And to me, that's not cool that she's asking him to go with her. I... I don't know. What's your feeling?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking of this like sitting here and I'm just like, I, I don't know because I feel like I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not a wanderlust, right? Like, like I'm not traveling the world like that with, without a job. Like I love people who do that. I think that's so cool. And maybe if I did do that, I'd see more of the world. But on the flip side, it's like work is always going to be there. Like there's always work. So I don't know. I don't really have an answer to this. I, I'm trying to like put it in like a perspective that maybe like would apply to me. Um, But Can I don't think I would ask that. Like like in television. That's you, a you, lot move al- you you move around in local news, you kinda climb to you get to, to these bigger markets. And, you know, there's so many long distance marriages and relationships in T V mm-hmm. because you know, reporters and anchors wanna keep climbing the ladder to get to these bigger markets. And I've always said like I would never ask Gary to like pick up and move to a different state just because like I was chasing, like, this dream. And I think he would understand, like, he would just stay put and would be supportive from afar. But I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of the best way I can relate it to myself. Um, But then again, if I was, you know, like, let's say Mm -hmm. Gary was building something from the ground up and it was so important to him, I don't think I would
1: leave. This is tricky. Right. It is tricky. Absolutely. It's a hard one. So if Diane Sawyer... Sorry, I have to ask this. I have to ask this question. If Diane Sawyer wanted to have a show with Ashley Thompson, yeah, not I'm a wanderlust, yeah, not I'm a wanderlust. You're there. You're yeah. there. That's the thing. So it's it's what is the dream, and is it worth it to you? I think that's. The I'm answer. gone, but I'm not like Gary.
0: Let's sell the house and come with me. I'm like, I'll oh, stay okay. in Atlanta, and he'll because he's got his roots here too. And like, okay. I think it'd be up to him if he wanted to come. Um, but I'm just very independent too. But you know, like I Mm -hmm. wouldn't ask him to do that. I want to hear from people on this one. I do too.
1: This is tough. This is tough. I think it applies to a lot of people too. Even with myself and Ben, he has his practice here outside of LA, but we're looking at other locations. Um, this is also the difference between going into work and being able to work from home. I could work from anywhere. Right. Um, yeah, sound off. Let us know what your feelings That's are on this topic. Time. That's mm-hmm. a really good
0: question. I'm going to really chill on that one.
1: And um, thank you so much, guys.
0: We really need some Thanks, more guys. reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We love all of you who have left reviews. Um, we're doing this so organically right now. So we need a bunch of reviews and a bunch of love. And we thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys.
1: See you next week. Yay. Peace. Peace.